today and share Derby thoughts because it's another playoffs weekend in Atlanta. I'm joined by my good friend, Derelia. Hello. Hi, Dee. Hi. It's nice to have you back. It's great to be back. Ah, and it's playoffs time. It's our favorite thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to do something really fun today because um, we have not filled out our brackets yet. So we're going to fill out a bracket together. (laughs) It's going to be the best. And I'm particularly excited about playoffs taking place in our time zone. How about you? I'm really excited. (laughs) Yes. Don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was not working super well for me, but I was doing it. I sure was. I admire your dedication. Oh my God. It was so hard. (laughs) So we have so much to talk about and it's really exciting, particularly because with like the top four, four or five teams, the WIFTA rankings and the flat track stacks rankings are very different. So I wrote them both down because the math has thoughts about this. And uh, I have thoughts about this, too, as a result. But let's just go game by game, and then we can talk about the teams. So, Bear City Roller Derby is back, seated number 12, with uh, Master Blaster. And they are playing against London. And uh, let's see, things about Bear City. They are number 32 in WFTDA. They dropped four spots in June. They had 11 sanctioned games. They were very busy. Wins over Stockholm, Old Ricky, Calio, Calgary, Sacramento, Jet City. Losses to Dos Por Cuatros, which I will always say correctly from now on. Uh, Toulouse, Paris, and close loss to Tucson. And, yeah, return of Master Blaster. And on the other hand, we've got London, who is number 14 in the WFTDA, the five seed in this tournament, dropped three spots in June, only six sanctioned games this year, which is not really that unusual for them. Big wins already this year over Bear City and Calio over the summer. Super duper close games with Helsinki, Stockholm, Crime City, and Rat City. Barely beat Helsinki and Rat City. Barely lost to Stockholm and Crime City. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> Well, London's one of the first teams I ever started to follow when I was started to watch roller derby, um, and they have some. They actually have some really cool documentaries out. I'm sure that have you seen? No, tell yes. me. Of course, I can't remember the name of it. It's on Amazon right now, um, but just to see how they train and how dedicated they are and how they how they grow each grow their players each season gets me really excited. So. I'm excited to see London move up the brackets and uh, and take the win on this first one for day one. Yeah, I think especially since they already have a big win against Bear City this year, that they are going to absolutely repeat that. And I also really want them to win because then they'll get to face Atlanta. And London versus Atlanta at Champs in 2013 was absolutely one of my favorite games that whole year. Mm-hmm. It was such a good close game the whole flipping time. It was so exciting. So we could have, we could just relive a that rematch. magic. Yes. And the four seed versus the five seed is always, always such a good game. So, man, that could be fun. But that game hasn't happened yet because we're moving on to Friday at noon, which is Rat City and Windy City. Rat City is the eighth seed. Windy City is the ninth seed. Uh, let's get some stats here. So, Rad City had a six-game season, a win over Calio, and 20-point or less losses to London, Helsinki, Stockholm. Big losses to Crime City and Rose. But, oh my God, all the juniors players that they have that have aged up, Alyssa Prey is killing it out there. And she's being helped by, like, Evergreen Jean and Renegade Ruthie. And in the pack, our Rickle is... Oh my gosh, amazing. Just so good already. Um, especially working with, you know, Carmen Getsum and all the rest of the really great people. According to this, Luna Negra is still on the All-Star roster on the website, but I did not see her playing 
when they went overseas for the Calliope Invitational. So if she's back out there, that could be huge. Right. That'll be a game changer for sure. Because Alyssa Prey was trying to do so much in that tournament. Mm -hmm. She was working hard. She was sometimes going every other jam. And so fatigue sometimes led to penalties. But she, she probably had half the points for the team every time she was out there. So add in like one more really good jammer to take some of that load and... They could do a really nice job cleaning up at this tournament. But looking at Windy, they've had a pretty good year, six-game season. Close losses to Minnesota and Arizona, close win over Queen City, wins over Rocky, Windy City, and lost to Santa Cruz. Their roster looks pretty much the same as last year, I think. Um, pretty much the same people. And, um, yeah, who do you think is going to win this game? Oh man, um, I I I like both teams a lot. Um, yeah. Gosh, you know Rat Rat City um, has been working really hard at moving back up their rankings. So is Wendy. Um, oh my goodness, this is a really tough one to call. Um, I'm gonna go with Rat City. That's that's where my yeah. heart lies right now. I am so excited about the new blood in their team. Yeah, they're so fun to watch. They had a really great tournament in Calio, and I just want to see them continue. I want to I want to see them face Texas. So I feel we're like, picking them to win. I feel like they have some redemption from playoffs last year, too, this yeah, season. I think so. Like, you know, they were still figuring some stuff out last year, and I think this year they're, mm, yeah. they're going to get it. No jams, only fielding one jammer, though. Or no, one blocker. <laughs> yeah. They are never going to do that again. However. That big, okay, if you're yes. wondering what we're talking about, <laughs> it's that big game against um, Montreal uh, last year for, during playoffs. Right. Where um, they accidentally put out a, a jammer and one blocker and weren't really ready to go. And um, it was Falcon Punch that got, like, what, 45 points? Yes. Well, and it looked as though the coaching staff for Rat City had thought um, – Thought they had captured their timeout with the officials and uh, did not. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so sad when that happens. So I'm really excited to see them have this redemption game now that, you know, that's not going to happen this year. Right. Even though they handled it very they, well. For one blocker to make all that contact, the entire and it, jam. It was Rickle, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty certain it was. Poor girl. Yeah. Amazing, <laughs> like you, amazing job. Baby girl, you just got out here and this is what you have to deal with. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, she, she did good. Mm -hmm. um, so, game three, Friday, 2 p.m. Bay Area Derby versus Queen City. Bay Area is seeded number seven. Queen City is number ten. And let's see. Things about Bay Area, I can tell you. They are number 19 in WFTBA. Dropped six spots in June. Played 11 sanctioned games this year. That's a lot. Actually, yeah, a lot of these lot teams of ended up playing big seasons. Um, but their only wins were over Sacramento, Queen City, and Tampa. They had exciting games at Golden Bowl. They won by only eight points over Arizona. Lost by seven points to Minnesota. Mm. So if you have a chance to go watch the Golden Bowl games before this weekend, watch those two games just to see how they deal with a close game and who they field and how they adjust. And then lost by only one point to Atlanta in May. That's pretty huge. Atlanta's had a really good year. And so that's a big deal. And uh, losses to Texas, Angel City, Jacksonville, and big losses to Arch Rival in Denver. So they've faced some really tough teams and have not backed down from a challenge this year. Um, that's pretty impressive just in itself. Yeah, I'm curious who's on their roster this year. Well, Steph Maney is still here, but I felt like I couldn't see her at Golden Bowl. Like, part of it was... The lighting was like really, really bright and then really, really dark. If you watch those games, it's yeah. just like, I see everyone. You're all in shadow. Like, <laughs> who are you? It was really hard to identify people. And I kept watching for her and I felt like I didn't see her. So I wonder, was she even there that weekend? Was she off doing something else? I don't know. Um, but if, you know, she's still here on the website, if she's, you know, going to this playoff, that could be very helpful. <laughs> Um, yeah, April Bloodgate, 
Eva Menace, Frightmare. Oh my God, Frightmare is really good. Like these are all really good jammers doing good work out there. Um, and they've got some good uh, pivots too who are ready to uh, take a star pass. Brawlin' Angel's still there taking star passes and Sterling Archer did too at uh, Golden Bowl. Shout out to Pizza Party because that's just a really cool name. Yeah, I want to hang out with you and be your friend. <laughs> um, let's look a little bit at their opponents, Queen City. This one's a team I don't know as much about. They're number 26 in WFTDA. They had um, really close games this year. One point loss to Philly, close losses to Windy City and Tampa, and then bigger losses to Santa Cruz, Bay Area, Arizona, wins over Ann Arbor, Rocky, and Detroit. But... When I see a team with a lot of close losses, I wonder, okay, what's happening when it gets to the end of the game? Like, how are you dealing with the pressure? How are you adjusting? And if I see a lot of close losses, I'm kind of like, are you learning from the other ones? <laughs> you know, so I am kind of wondering how that's going to go. I have, I unfortunately have yet to really catch a whole lot of Queen City games, um, I'm not too. Ed I'm not too. I'm not as well educated on them as I should be. <laughs> I I feel as though I saw the game against Ann Arbor, um, just because I'm a huge fan of Ann Arbor. But I think that might be the only game. So I I need to do some more research on Queen City. Yeah, we'll we'll get to f see them Friday at yes, two. Yes, Friday at two. That counts, e right? Eastern Standard Time. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you who are wondering, we are in Eastern Standard Time. I hope you're in our time zone if not i'm sorry you will have to adjust may the naps be with you <laughs> um but i feel like bay area has played so many tough teams this year that even against uh, a team that sounds tough like queen city that they're absolutely like they've they've already had to play against our tribal and it they're gonna i think they're gonna win this one what do you think yeah i'm behind bay area B-A-G. There. Wrote it on the bracket because we're professional. I'm looking forward to seeing some baby T-Rexes working their way through the pack in this tournament. Yeah, baby T-Rex. <laughs> we, are, we are referencing the YouTube video by Steph Maney. You could look it up where she shows as a jammer how to get through the pack like with your little T-Rex arms. Uh, it's very adorable and memorable. So, next game. Game four, Friday at 4 p.m. Sun State versus Ann Arbor. We are super excited about this because Ann Arbor's from Michigan! Yay! Yay! And Sun State is all the way from Browns Plains, Australia. Ooh. Now, they have lost Jambi, who is like mm -hmm. such a good jammer. She went to VRDL. Like, this oh, happened recently. Yep. And also blocker Chop Chop. They actually got uh, quite a few Team Australian players put on there uh but sun state has uh definitely been doing well even with the absence they jumped seven spots in june so unless this transfer happened like after those rankings i don't know but it sure looks like sun state's doing good even though i haven't seen any of their games <laughs> they've had a really busy year 11 games and only one loss the whole time and that was to victoria's b team all the teams they played were Aussie teams, though, so right. I don't know a ton about them because they are on another continent. Yeah. And I, I don't see the streaming. Unless they're in a documentary. I haven't seen them. Okay. <laughs> You've been documentary-focused this year. I have. <laughs> and meanwhile, our friends in Ann Arbor, have you seen any Ann Arbor games this year? Oh, yes. The A-team. Yes, I have. Sweet. Yes. So you're going to have knowledge. I will just drop some numbers really quick, and then you will give us... <laughs> Your, your intense knowledge. They are oh boy. number 31 in WFDBA. They have had three single-digit games this year with mm -hmm. Dublin, Boston, and Tampa. Close wins over Team United and Mad Roland Dolls. Mm -hmm. Beat Ohio, Oklahoma, and finally beat Detroit this year by 68 points. And they've had losses to Queen City and Philly. So, tell me, how does Ann Arbor look this year? Like, I've seen some of the... I saw some of those games... Uh, that took place in Wisconsin at the tournament. Mm -hmm. um, I thought they looked good on the feed, but if you saw them in person, I, I want you to know what it felt like to watch Ann Arbor. 
I swoon a lot over Ann Arbor, okay, as so we was, all know. So there's much swooning. <laughs> there's what much, else? Much <laughs> um, there. So I think I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was two years ago was the first time that they were in D1 playoffs, which I know we don't have D1, D2 anymore. Yeah, but they were um, like aiming for D2 and went straight yes, to D1 by accident. Went straight to D1. <laughs> so that was their first experience, you know, with you know a larger sanctioned tournament like this. Um, and last year as well, they made the D1 tournaments? Mm, yes. Yes. I'm pretty certain. Yeah, I think that yeah. they've stayed in D1 since they yeah. got there. I don't I'm, think they've yeah. dropped. Um, last year, I went and watched, uh, drove all the way down four hours by myself to Detroit to watch Ann Arbor and Detroit play each other, B teams and A teams. And that was really intense. Um, and so to watch what little bits I could see this year of Ann Arbor and Detroit... Um, I'm just getting all worked up just talking about it. <laughs> they have a really strong roster. They've been working very hard on their uh, defense. Um, and they're, from what I've gathered and what I've uh, observed, they're two, two versus one or two V one and one V one blocking and doing a really great job of catching that jammer, slowing them down and working them over to a line one way or another and really, um, and really running them back. I, I see a lot of catching and running back um, with Ann Arbor while their jammers are still communicating with the one or two blockers that um, are remaining and they're still somehow managing to play offense at the same time as the other two to three blockers are working really hard at isolating the other team's jammer um, and controlling the pack by um, you know maintaining the priority position. So I'm, I'm really excited to see them uh, get their first win on their first day I think it would I think this will be their first win if they um, if they take it on their first day of the tournament so this would be yeah the sixth seed against the 11th seed right we're talking about a team we know very little about because they're all the way in Australia right versus a team we know a lot about because they're pretty <laughs> much as local as you can get with being four hours away and we know Australians usually have like you know giants on their roster, yeah. but Ann Arbor is still pretty tough too. And so we basically just want to pick our local team because they're a local team, huh? Well, that, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, my heart goes with Ann Arbor, but yeah. um, I'm sure that Sun State is definitely it, they're going to be a hard opponent. This isn't going to be easy for either team. Um, mm -hmm. You know, even. Even though we don't know a whole lot about them and they've only played Australian teams, if VRDL is leading the way in Australia as far as um, what the status quo is for roller derby and how to train and how to perform, you know, all these other teams around them, I'm sure, are taking the same training camps that we go to pay to go to in the States when they come over and put on mm -hmm. these big things. So um, I'm really excited to see Ann Arbor's playing style and strategy versus. Uh, Sun State for sure, but I got my I got to go with Ann Arbor all the way. <laughs> all right, so you're saying Ann Arbor? Yes. And nothing. I'm very tempted to go with you because I hate not picking an upset in the first round of games. I just have a thing where I have to pick at least one upset. <laughs> Ann Arbor is tournament ready this year. They're gonna go in and they're just they're just gonna. Gonna you be think whole, so? It's going to be a whole other mental right. level of gameplay. I'm going with D's choice on this one. <laughs> we're, we're going with our hearts. And uh, we're hoping that um, those transfers have made Sun State uh, not quite uh, ready for Ann Arbor. Um, all right. So that means there's two more games Friday night. And this will be where we will finally see our first seeded team and our fourth seeded team. So starting with. Oh my gosh. This game is going to be awesome. Uh, Friday, 6 p.m., game five. We're going to have Rat City, because that's what we have chosen, against Texas Roller Girls. This is okay. Like, okay, we need to talk just a little well, bit Texas, about Texas. Let's say Texas has always has an ever changing roster. So yeah. Let's, um, let's, let's... Texas, Texas has gone from kill, kill, kill to why, why, why this year. I love Texas so much. They've been one of my favorite teams for years. And this roster turnover has been very, very, very difficult for them this year. Now, uh, 
here's one of the first uh, big like changes in rankings. They are still ranked number six in WFTDA, uh, but they are number 11 on flat track stats behind Montreal, Jacksonville, and Atlanta, which are the, you know, second, third, and fourth seeds. Uh, they've had an interesting year, okay? They, they've had some good times. They won by over 100 points against Bay Area and Rainy City. Only 36 points against Atlanta in that game at Sweatfest, but that was a special circumstance because Freight Train, who had been putting most of the points up, got expelled from that game for an egregious high block. Right. Which, which later on, the referee kindly stated that they believed may have been an error. Correct. And I, I really like it when referees um, admit when they maybe saw something the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, we're all human, and she handled it with grace, too. Yeah, I liked um, seeing the explanation about it afterwards because I was surely wondering what had happened. Um, other games they've had, they had a close loss to Angel City at Tinseltown Showdown in April. That was way early in the year. You know, anything could have happened. Like, we know the Texas schedule. They've got these home teams, and they really don't practice together very much until the end of the season. So a lot of anything you saw early season, they might not have even been practicing together. They might have just been thrown together to get ready for whatever tournament was that weekend. But then they had losses to Montreal and Jacksonville at La Classique Georgia W. Tush. And most shocking of all, losing by 175 points to a very strong arch rival team. <laughs> yeah. This is audio, Dee. You have to tell oh, us what your oh, face is sorry. doing because your face is expressing a lot of feelings. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, Jammers, Freight Train. She is now absolutely like holding down the fort in the Jammer rotation. Hoss the Boss is still there uh, doing her thing. They've got some new Jammers, Grace Lightning and Thugs Bunny. Peace War and Stoner doing lots of work in the pack. I actually went and pulled up the roster to see what else we've got here. A Gravy Baby is still in the jammer rotation and is doing her best. There's still, like, familiar names here. We've got Debella DeBall. Um, um, Chris Rago transferred from Windy City, and we like her a lot. Olivia Shoot and John is still there. She could be pulled into jam, but she's mostly pivoting and blocking. Um, honestly, a lot of these other people we don't know. <laughs> we don't know them. And they are, darn it, if they're not doing their best to, to do well out there. I feel like some of the names are familiar. Maybe they were in the B Cup. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's usually where skaters come from. They grow up and they graduate to the A team. <laughs> uh, so it's a very different team. It's not the Texas team I remember. I still really want them to do well. But I, honest to goodness, am not sure who's going to win this game. And it's the number one seed against the number eight seed. I think this could be incredibly tough. I think Texas is still poised to win it because they've had so much experience at this level. But I think Rat City is going to make it super hard. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of... Rat City has a lot of new talent. Um, I, I'm not really familiar with, you know, Texas roster this season. So, um, but the uh, the juniors that they have that have graduated and grown up and moved on at Rat City. And they are a scrappy team. Not only... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, they're, they're tough and they're super fast and... There's with, so much try hard going on. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and you know, there there's some really great names on that league as in that league as well. Like Carmen Getsum, for example. She's not only a, a great leader, uh, skater and coach, but you know, you can tell that she really inspires her her team, no matter what position that she's in, to really uh, uh, harness all those tools, especially uh, during tournament time. So. Um, Wow, I don't know. Honestly, Gosh. watching Texas at Sweatfest, it's possible that it was really hot that day. But when, actually, all the games I watched, whoever they played, it looked like the other team wanted it more. And out of all the teams at this tournament this weekend, I think Rat City is going to be the one of the ones that wants it the most. 
Yeah. I think they're going to go out there with so much trying. And I feel like Texas is adjusting so much to the people who aren't there and the people who are there. They they look frustrated. And I think that happens when you've got a completely new roster. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> man, I'd like them to do well. But man, I just don't know. There's so many amazing teams in this tournament. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rat City. You I think, think we can be brave and I, pull an upset? I think I think they're gonna win by like three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're calling Rat City because we like upsets. <laughs> and we think this could be really exciting or, as much as we love Texas. Or Texas is gonna pull a, what I call a Gotham and win by one to three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about our ambitious choice. All right, so then, Friday night at 8.20 p.m., we're going to have the 2013 Champs rematch of Atlanta versus London. And, oh, I should say things about Atlanta. We haven't talked about Atlanta yet. Really quickly, Atlanta is number 11 in WFTDA, but only number 9 in Flat Track Stats. They've had losses to Jacksonville and Arch Rival, and only a 36-point loss to Texas. Uh, so they couldn't get it done even with freight train not on the track, but it was really close. And they had wins over Boston, Tampa, Minnesota, Santa Cruz, Arizona, and Detroit. The most exciting game they've had all year was a one-point victory over Bay Area at Golden Bowl. Again, go find that game. You can. Um, I feel like Atlanta looks really good this year. I think this is the year they beat London. <laughs> I gotta stick with London. You're I, going with London? I'm gonna go with London. I mean, it's a five seed versus the four seed. I'm gonna make this bracket exciting. <laughs> okay, we're gonna say D picked London. I am picking Atlanta. Because <laughs> I saw them play this year and they are looking good. I, I want I just... want to see I wanna see London. Actually, I've seen both games. I wanna both see London and Rat City face each other again, but we'll get there. <gasps> Sorry. Oh, why you do this to me? I want to see all the games. You're right. That sounds really good, too. All right. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So now we're going to Saturday morning, and Jacksonville comes into the picture for the first time. I have not seen a single Jacksonville game this year, uh, but they are number nine in WFTDA, number seven in Flat Track Stats, so math thinks that they're better. Um, they have had a huge winning season. They've only had two losses, and they were to Gotham and Montreal, which are pretty tough teams right now. But they had big wins over Team United, Blue Ridge, Tampa, Atlanta, Rainy City, Detroit, and a 60-point win over Texas, and a 65-point win over Bay Area. That's all kind of nutty. Um, I think I... Did I pull up? I pulled up their, their roster here. I think... Where are you? Talk while I'm looking for it. <laughs> um, I have yet to catch any Jacksonville games this year. Is there? Do they stream their games? I feel like um, I saw a Facebook stream of Jacksonville versus Gotham, but it was from the turn, and you could never see the score. Yeah. And you could only see the one turn, and so I found <laughs> it too frustrating to attempt to watch. Um. Is this not rocket science with black hair? <laughs> okay, so their captains are Aaron Gobral and it's not rocket science, but she's got like black hair. I am not used to this. I'm not ready for you to dye your hair. It's not rocket science. <laughs> but, um, man, this roster still looks good. Aaron Jackson's still here. Jamsterella is still here. Leanne Grohl joined the roster last year and was pretty nice addition. Legs R Us is here. Um, yeah. Sadly, I feel like I, I, I don't get to enjoy watching Jacksonville play as much. I, I really only get to see their tournament play. Uh, and, uh, oh, you know who's missing is Krispy Kreme her. Oh. Oh. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> she inspired me to get my autumn leaves tattoo with my tiger. Aw. I really like her autumn <laughs> leaves tattoo. Anyway, oh, Fancy Schmancy is on this roster, too. Um, she's got some nice skating. 
But in it, in any case, we have decided that they are playing Ann Arbor. <sighs> I, I, we have not seen Jacksonville play this year, but I feel like the numbers don't lie. Yeah. I think Jacksonville is moving ahead. Yeah. They are having a good year, especially now that um, Aaron Jackson is not in the Olympics this year and she's probably concentrating more on Derby. They can definitely benefit from her intensely talented athleticism. And we got to I got to watch her play at RollerCon and she looks ready to go. I feel like if Ann Arbor focuses on beating the spread or the predictions, mm-hmm. you know, that they're gonna uh, they're gonna do really well. Um, especially since their game, their first game is Friday at four. The second game would be Sunday at ten, so they have plenty of time to rest and recover um, and come back, you know, with mm-hmm. uh, with some strength. But um, you know, focus on that point spread and and don't you know don't let uh, playing Jacksonville get in their head. I think they're going to give them some good competition, but I still have to go with Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. I think Ann Arbor should set goals like um, don't let their jambers do too many awesome moves. Try to prevent... Like Aaron Jackson's apex jumps? Yeah, like try to prevent easy scoring passes. Yeah. Like the best you can do is make the scoring passes hard. Don't let them just swing by all of you doing an apex jump or some sort of loop-de-loop twirl thing because they've all got the prettiest footwork and I'm really excited to watch it. (laughs) Like I said, Ann Arbor's mental game is super strong this year, so I feel really confident that they're they're really going to show up this year and and, uh, make a... Make a name for themselves. And wave. And wave. Dee's waving, in case you're wondering, because this is an audio podcast. I'm still talking. <laughs> oh. All right. Next game is Saturday at noon. And for the first time, we will get to see Montreal Roller Derby. They are number seven in, WDFT, bleh, in WFTDA and number six in Flat Track Stats. And they have a new jammer coach in Rogue Runner this year. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yes. They hopped five spots in June. At the Big O in May, they lost to Angel City and Arch Rival and VRDL, but the loss to Angel was only 52 points, mm-hmm. so that's a big flipping deal. Yeah, those are really fun games to watch. Yeah, those were really good games. Yeah. If you haven't watched them, they are on YouTube. Um, but that's taking on really huge teams and being ready for a high level of competition. Yes. So then they took what they learned from that and got big wins over Texas, Jacksonville, and Rainy City at the tournament they hosted. And then they lost by 87 points to Gotham in July. But I actually got to see part of the Facebook stream of that. It was hard to see the score. Mm-hmm. Um, but they looked really good against Gotham still, even though that was a tough game. I feel like Montreal is crushing it right now. Every year they get better and better. Yeah. They are no longer, um, you know, the team that's like barely making it to champs. I think they are absolutely going to champs out of all these four top-seeded teams. I feel like they are the ones most guaranteed to get their ticket. Yeah, very hungry to get it too. Oh, yes. Yes. They never stop working. So they are playing against Bay Area. I feel like Montreal takes this game. Even yeah. though Bay Area has had, they've had a lot of ups and downs this season. They've played some really tough games. I think Montreal is winning this. But what's exciting about this is this is the rematch of the playoffs of the first time Montreal ever went to champs. Mm-hmm. Because that was a really flipping close game. And that last jam, Miracle Whips like just went out there and like declared she was winning it with like apex jumps and everything. And she was, like, calling her shots all over the place. That game was so good. (laughs) If you haven't watched Montreal versus Bay Area from, like, you know, (laughs) a year or so ago, (laughs) that was a good game. Oh, Was that 2016? It had to have been, because I think last year's journey was easier for them. I have a fun story about Miracle Whips I'll add in later. (laughs) Well, that's... Tell us now. <laughs> when I went to Champs in Portland, Oregon, she just got done playing, and I don't remember what team they just finished playing, but we're, uh, my friend and I were walking back to our seats, and she's in her glory, 
she's just so beautiful, you know? Even when she's out, like, right after a game, she's just, she's always just so stoic. And she's mm -hmm. sitting there, and she has this gigantic sandwich. <laughs> and she's looking at it like, man, I am just going to devour this thing. I don't want anybody to interrupt me. And I looked at her for a second and was like, oh, my gosh, that's Miracle Whips. And she looked and kind of made eye contact for a second, like, mouthful of food, like... <laughs> You're not going to ask me a question, are you? And so I just kind of smiled at her and nodded and I sat down. And then somebody else came up and sat right next to her and was like, Oh my gosh, you're a miracle whist. Yada, yada, yada. And she was just kind of like smiling and nodding as she just so graciously and fast, like, devoured this sandwich with such speed but grace. And she stayed so clean. And I, I just remember turning around looking at her with such respect, like, um, she really earned that sandwich. I know that sounds really silly. <laughs> so this is a this is a story about how you watched Miracle Whips eat a I sandwich know, right? respectfully. <laughs> this is a great story, Dee. <laughs> if, I ever, if I ever run into her, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm that weirdo that sat the there and let watched you, you eat your sandwich. sandwich. I and wanted I, to talk. I didn't talk to you while you oh, ate. I wanted to talk to her so bad <laughs> and just like give her a high five or something because I was trying to be brave and talk to all these high level skaters, you know, in between games and and you know my, that was my moment with Miracle Whips. Was You're just, like, yeah, girl, eat a sandwich. Yeah, that's right. I was like, I was the one who was cool enough to not interrupt you while you were trying. I think to I'm crying eat your a sandwich. <laughs> Oh, it was a beautiful moment that I will never forget. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. I, okay, I will say my story is not as good as yours. But um, me and Sassanova, also a guest of the podcast, got to go to a Miracle Whips class at RollerCon. Oh, I'm so envious. And um, she, was, she was just lovely. But something I really loved about her class was um, her approach to jamming. And she's just like, just because we are jamming does not mean we cannot be elegant when we jam. We should do elegant jamming. Aggressive, but elegant. And she was basically showing oh. us how to skate pretty mm -hmm. and effective, which is, gosh, that's my philosophy too. Like, I, I tell my coach all the time, he's just like, why don't you just get in there and brrr? And I'm like, because I like skating pretty. I don't know. It's, you have, I think you need both. But I really liked getting to do her way. Because it was so fun listening to her her lovely accent being like, be a predator! But there's no reason we can't be elegant. <laughs> it's just... Anyway, okay, we both love Miracle Whips. She reminds me so much of Gina Davis, too. I don't really? know. I've, yeah, I've always oh, thought that, that. Especially in, like, League of Their Own. Just like you're mm -hmm. saying, like, elegant, aggressive jamming. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, you know, it, it could just switch. Uh -huh. I don't know. I was also in a class... <laughs> Let's just with, keep talking about Miracle Whips. No, no, I was just thinking, we should talk about another player on the team. Okay, fine. So we're going to talk about um, Falcon Punch and Majma mm -hmm. Okul. Mm -hmm. We're in a juking class with me, uh, coached by Saucer Drolls. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so cool that they are such high-level players, but they still were like, we want to go to a class and learn stuff. And so I didn't bother them at all. They mostly just wanted to work with each other, which yeah. is understandable. understandable. You want to... Yeah. You're getting ready for high level play you're gonna high level play with each other there's probably right. no one else is gonna give you that in this class uh but it was just so cool to see them like working on the little things it's not every day you get to see someone like right. at that level like hey i'm still learning because they yeah. all are well yeah i think that's why that they are constantly moving up in the rankings is they're always re-evaluating and revisiting those little things and, and moving moving forward mm-hmm I'm starting to realize this is going to be like the longest podcast I'm of so all time. I'm so sorry. It's, oh, okay. We need to, <laughs> we need to move along. It's Dee's fault. All right. Um, let's look at, we're going to do this quicker now because now we've told you everything about the teams and their personalities and what we love about them. So now we're going to be like, bam, bam, bam. And we're going to okay, try to be fine. slightly less emotional. All right. Saturday, 2 p.m., game nine. Loser of game two and loser of game four. We have decided that Windy City was going to lose game two. And game four, we decided Sun State was going to lose. So Sun State's going to win this one, right? Yeah. Okay, we're going to give Sun State the win because we, we gypped them earlier um, <laughs> because we said Ann Arbor was going forward. So now we're just, we're just like, here you go. You can win a game now because we've decided it. Um, our opinions matter so much. <laughs> 
All That's right. the great thing about predicting brackets is they're just predictions. It can be as fun as we want it yeah. to be. All right. Game 10, Saturday, 4 p.m. Loser of game one, we have said, is Bear City. Loser of game three, we have said, is Queen City. Ooh, this is a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think either one could take it. I think this is going to be a close one. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm going to let you pick on this one first. I'm, I'm going to... Maybe I call an upset and go with Bear City because they're, I like bears. <laughs> and Germany. <laughs> I feel so bad I don't know more about those two teams. We need more, like... We we need to have like a consistent streaming service for all teams in the WFTDA, so we can all right? watch each other. So yeah, I'll I'll go with Jan Bear City. We're going with Bears. I'm so sorry because Queen we City. like upsets and don't know enough about Queen City. Um. All right. Um. Oh oh, and then Saturday night. Okay. Uh, game eleven Saturday six p.m. is we have decided Rat City. Versus the team I picked, Atlanta, or the team you picked, London. I want. I really want. I, I'm. I want to see Rat City in London. Can you tell I'm all kerfuffled just thinking about it? <laughs> but who's gonna win this game? Uh, well, I mean, it's number five versus number eight. But you know, Rat City's been you know rebuilding and moving way back up the ranking. So is London, though. Goodness gracious me! Oh my. Um, this is definitely the side of the bracket where anything could happen. Yeah. You know, it depends on, I guess, how deep their benches are. Um, I don't want to make a choice, but I'm going to have to. So I'm going to go with Rat City. We're going to, we're wow. going we're, we're, we're to get them up the, the tournament bracket. D has fully committed. I have committed to Rat City. Um... And I love London so much. <laughs> I'm I'm committing to Atlanta. I I yeah. I am. Sorry. I guess we shall see. <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> and then a very exciting game. Saturday at 8.20 p.m. Game 12, Jacksonville versus Montreal. Now Already this year, Jacksonville has lost to Montreal. Do you think it will happen again? I think Montreal is going to solidify their 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 semifinal or finals. Semifinal. This is semifinal. Agreed. Yes. I think Montreal. They have played some flipping hard games this year. All right. So that takes us to Sunday morning, eleven a.m. Loser of Game Five that we said was Texas. How are they here in the consolation bracket? I don't know. Oh, versus loser of game seven, Ann Arbor. Oh my God, this could happen? Mm -hmm. Texas and Ann Arbor could play each other? That would be really fun to watch. That would be really fun to watch. What do you think will happen? I, I think Texas has a little bit more tournament and experience, but I, I haven't been able to follow them a lot this season either. So... Um, oh, I, I'm going to stick with um, Ann Arbor. You're going to get two wins at this tournament this year. That, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get two wins. All right. I'm giving you two. Dee's going with Ann Arbor. I'm going with Texas because we've already doomed them to the consolation bracket when they came in as the number one seed. I'm giving them a win here. They are not leaving without a win. Come on, Dee. Okay, fine. Texas. They're Texas. They're still Texas. <laughs> They're still Texas. Ugh. Okay. No matter what happens, Ann Arbor wins in my heart. <laughs> but I believe in Texas. All right. Game 14, Sunday, 1 p.m. Loser of game six is, is really convoluted because of how we chose things. I think it's London. You think it's Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it's against loser of game eight, which we have agreed is Bay Area. Um, Atlanta, Atlanta have a win over Bay Area already this season. Uh, 
Bay Area lost by one point to Atlanta in right. May. That's right. what we've got. Right. I remember it being a close game. So Bay Area and Atlanta have already had a close game. London has not played Bay Area this year. So mine is uh, what two teams? Uh, yours is London and Bay Area. Or no, Atlanta and Bay Area. Mine's London and Bay Area. I'm going to go with Atlanta. All right. D says Atlanta. I say that they are in like the winner's bracket right now. And um, so <laughs> London is winning. Or no, actually, I think Bay Area could take this game. Because London's had a weird year. I'm going to say Bay Area wins. Because I think they're going to win a game at this tournament. All right. So that takes us to the folks who are fighting for third place to go to champs. And that would be the losers of games 11 and 12. Again, this is a little confusing. We've agreed that the loser of game 12 is Jacksonville. So they're here. Probably for sure. But the loser of game 11. You think is London. Uh, uh, this is so confusing now because of how we have this. Alright. You think that Rat City and London played and that Rat City continued. So you think London is playing against Jacksonville. I think Rat City and Atlanta played each other. And that Atlanta moved forward. So I think Rat City is in this game. All right? All right. All right. Now we know that. So you, I think Rat City is here. You think London is here. Either way, is Jacksonville winning? Yes. <laughs> okay. Glad we figured that out. Uh, it's going to hurt my heart to see Rat City in fourth place after all this work. And yours to see London here, I suppose. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. This is confusing, um, but this is like the last bracket we have to fill out for like several weeks. Next time we'll be more organized. All right. In the first and second place game, Sunday at 5.20 p.m., I have Atlanta versus Montreal, and you have Rat City versus Montreal. Uh, Montreal. Let's say Montreal wins first place. Let's agree on that. Woohoo! So then job, that Montreal. means Atlanta or Rat City is now in second place. So they are both going and not going to champs, um, according to our brackets. And the same with Atlanta. The thing we have agreed upon is that Montreal and Jacksonville are absolutely going, and that one of these places is up for grabs somehow between Atlanta, Rat City, and London, and maybe Texas if we're wrong. You're welcome. <laughs> so, now that that is just as clear as... As what are what are things that are not clear? Uh, cliches help me. Cliches. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, I don't know. It, it's that <laughs> our brackets are as clear as peanut butter. They are really sticky. They're they are sticky. they make no sense at all. I'm sorry. Well, yes, they do. I went more with feelings, and I think, and you went. We probably went more with stats. Right. I, I like math. Um, I love math too, but you know, sometimes my heart just takes over. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is already the longest podcast ever, but I remembered we actually have a question from our mailbag. Ooh, we have one how now. How exciting. Yeah. This yeah. was a question from YouTube Ooh. Um, from Lighthelm. And this was from several weeks ago. I'm sorry. Actually, it was from September 4th. It wasn't that long ago, but... Um, they say, hello, I'm sorry about this dumb question. No questions are no dumb. No questions are dumb. The, the ones you don't ask, you know. Could you, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about this dumb question, but I'm kind of new to Derby, so going ahead anyway. So you said that the Tucson jammers did a hit out and run back when the other jammers approaching the pack. What does that mean? Why does the approaching jammer call that jam off? I'm really glad you asked that question. So... Um, in the Continental Cups, I talked a lot about how the Tucson Jammers were super aware, and whether they were lead or not, if they were struggling at the back of the pack, they would watch the other Jammer approaching, and they would try to make the first move against them, because Jammers can block too. So they would try to hit that Jammer out of bounds immediately. 
even though they're doing their own jamming thing, they would look back very quickly and be like, can I do a move on this other jammer? Because if you successfully hit out the other jammer, it might give your blockers a chance to skate backwards, which would mean that that jammer would have to come in behind them to avoid a track cut. So you've given your jammer or your blockers a chance to absorb this person and hold them. And you're trying to buy yourself time mm -hmm. because maybe you get a few more points. Right. And in the case where you're not the lead and you've been struggling, if you hit them out, you might discourage them from continuing jamming. Like, cause when you get hit out, it's annoying. It's somewhat rude. And so, you know, if you get rude, <laughs> sometimes you just don't feel like scoring points anymore. And you're like, Oh, the heck with all of this. I will put my hands upon my hips now and call off the jam. Uh, so either way, they are shutting the other team down from scoring more points right now. Is that Yeah, that, that sounds like a great description. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad you asked. If anyone else has questions um, for about anything we talk about, you can uh, email me at powerforthwhistle at gmail.com because I was a little slow to find the YouTube question, but I will try to be more observant in the future if there are comments on our videos. I'm not a smart YouTuber. Um, thank you for listening to our very long ramble today. Yay. Sorry, D makes them long. All right. <laughs> because we had a lot of feelings. A lot of feelings. Yes. And we've been talking about derby and having derby thoughts. Woo-hoo! I haven't sung in a while. So I had to do that all just for you guys. Oh, if you hear panting, it wasn't me. It was Lily. It was the dog Lily. You were panting for Ann Arbor. <laughs> Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high-quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam a Llama, to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show.